Good evening, Purple family. Welcome to another episode of Shades of Purple, a Prince podcast. On tonight's episode, we're going to do a deep dive into the song, Another Lonely Christmas. And I chose this day, December 26th, purposely because back in 1984, Prince performed this song live for the first and last time. So I figured I would wait until today to review this really overlooked gem of a song. And before I get into the review and discussion and the analyzation, if you will, of the song, I just want to say Merry Christmas to all of my listeners, all of my Purple family. I hope uh, if you celebrate Christmas that you had a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Uh, Me and my family um, had a great Christmas and I hope you did too. So, but Christmas is one of those holidays that, you know, especially if you've lost a loved one, Uh, around this uh, time of year, it's hard. And I think that this song in particular kind of reflects that sense of loss and loneliness. And I'm going to also, in my review and analysis, going to talk about an article that I put on the Facebook page where they just did an article on BET.com about Another Lonely Christmas and how it kind of expresses how the difficulty that Black men in particular have with with, with feelings of loss and loneliness. And I thought that it was like dead on. And they just did it a few days ago on December 21st is when uh, what the article was dated. So if you get time, go read the article in its entirety, but I'm going to quote about two paragraphs of it because it really does uh, demonstrate some of the themes that uh, Prince talks about in this song. Uh, but before we go into like a deep analysis of the song, we'll, we're just going to as always, look at some just basic information about the song from theprincevault.com. So Another Lonely Christmas was released as the B-side of the single I Will Die For You, the fourth commercial single to be released from Purple Rain, which was, you know, Purple Rain was was, uh, officially released back in uh, July of 1984. It was also included as the A-side of the promotional release syndicate available in Japan, only at around the same time. Okay, so it was also released as an A-side in Japan. In 1993, the track was included as the 17th track on the B-side compilation album. Basic tracking took place on the on 18th of February, 1984 at Sunset Sound in Hollywood, California. As the lyrics state, last night I spent another lonely Christmas. It is appropriate that the only time Prince has played this song live, like I already stated, was on the 26th of December, 1984, in St. Paul, Minnesota, at the St. Paul Civic Center Arena. So, uh, let's get right into it. So, I was... Another Lonely Christmas is one of those songs that, you know, it's a Prince Christmas song to me. And if you know what I mean by that, I mean that... If Prince was going to do a a Christmas song, I think this was the only type of song that he could do because by the time Prince had got to this point in his career and maybe even before this time, maybe when he was, I don't know like how his Christmases were when he was growing up, but, and maybe he, you know, did have some good Christmases here or there, but by the time that, you know, Purple Rain era came around and he was, you know, super famous and he just didn't have time to really celebrate and he really probably didn't have any interest, if if I'm being honest, because he all he cared about was recording and his music and 
you know, being with his women and, you know, rehearsing and, you know, so he had such a busy life that the holidays was probably not something that he really thought about much. But when he did, he probably thought about, you know, well, you know, I really don't really have anybody special to share it with. I mean, even when he did have a girlfriend, because, you know, people in his camp have always said, you know, that he was like the loneliest guy ever. And he really just really tended to isolate himself. And uh, one of his engineers, Susan Rogers, even said around this time when she was uh, his engineer, that on uh, Christmas Day, matter of fact, of 1983 or 84, that it was just uh, herself and Prince uh, in recording in Sunset Sound, I believe. And I mean, and then they would uh, go back to his house uh, that he was renting at the time, or maybe they were in Minneapolis, I'm not sure. But it was just the two of them basically all day. And that he didn't really have, you know, any friends over, didn't really spend time with anybody. You know, he let the band off for Christmas so they could spend time with their families. But Prince, you know, he didn't spend time with anybody. I mean, he spent time with his music. And when you think about this song, it kind of makes sense that he would make a song like this. Because like I said, the holidays is a tough time for people that have lost loved ones. And I know for me, I have always been kind of a Christmas person. Um, Up until I would say maybe about three years ago, I had a great grandmother that I loved dearly pass away about three years ago. And ever since then, I guess Christmas just hasn't been the same. So for if you've lost a loved one, a parent or even a child or, you know, or, you know, anyone close to you. Christmas and the holiday season is just not the same. And in this song, Prince talks about losing, you know, a a lover, you know, someone that he really cared about. And he's said before this was a fictional uh, story. So this story is not based on real life. But at the same time, Prince being the great, you know, songwriter and storyteller that he is, I can see how he could maybe have taken some aspect of his personal life that he felt was maybe being neglected and put this in a song because that's what he did. We all know that that's how Prince communicated was through song. And so while this story may be fictional, I still think a part of it may be true to how he felt about, you know, not just feeling lonely and feeling like, you know, he's so different from everyone else. So let's get into the lyrics of the song. So it starts off last night. I spent another lonely Christmas darling darling you should have been there because all the ones i dream about you are the one that makes my love shout you see you are the only one i care for remember the time we swam naked in your father's pool boy he was upset that night but boy was that ever cool so he's reminiscing about the time that him and his lover you know did something naughty and (laughs) he seems to be his lover seems to be the type where they're really, they're not just lovers, but they're friends as well. Like they really, they do things that friends do. Not to say the friend skinny dip, but you get what I mean. So remember that, because on the next line, for example, he says, remember that night we played Pekino for money. I'm not familiar with that game. So y'all have to hit me on that one. And rob me blind. Remember how you used to scream so loud because you hated that number nine. And then he talks about, so he, in the next line, he's talking about, you know, her family. So this is someone, like I said, not just his lover, but his friend and someone 
that, you know, he knew that, you know, this girl's family. So he says, hey, I saw your sister skating on the lake this afternoon. Good heaven, how she's grown. She swoons the boy skater. She's so tall. And then he says, but of all your father's children, all your father's children, baby, you know, you are the finest of them all. You are brighter than the northern star. And I, and then he goes into the chorus. Last night, I spent another lonely Christmas. Darling, darling, you should have been there. You know, so he's missing her. He's saying, look, now I'm having to spend Christmas alone because you're not here anymore. And if, when, and I remember the very first time that I heard this song, I was thinking, well, did she break up with him? Like, I wasn't expecting, you know, how this relationship ended. So after the chorus, he says, your mama used to say, always trust your lover. Well, now I guess that only applies to her. Because baby, you promised me. Baby, you promised me you'd never leave. Then you died on the 25th day of December. Oh, baby. And so when he's, you know, saying that line, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of a sad song. You know, it kind of already had kind of a, a, a sad kind of vibe about it. But I didn't know that it was sad because, you know, she died. And I mean, it, it, and that just, when you think of it, you're just like, dang, this is like not a very, because when you think of most Christmas songs, you think of, you know, Mariah Carey and all I want for Christmas is you. Or like, um, I started off the holiday season listening to Silent Night by The Temptations. Cause you know, in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, you know, you think of more upbeat songs like Donny Hathaway and This Christmas, you know, because Christmas is supposed to be, you know, um, as the most wonderful time of the year. I, I don't know who sings that, but I love it. Um, you know, Merry Christmas and, you know, uh, what is another song? Not Merry Christmas. Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. That's what I was trying to say. Like all of these upbeat songs. And of course, then you have your religious songs, which are off the chain, like Silent Night and, um, oh, uh, I can't think of any religious songs other than Silent Night. Joy to the World. Okay. So, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, there's so many upbeat Christmas songs, you know, and then you have a song like this from Prince, like Another Lonely Christmas and just feeling like, you know, all this loss and loneliness and sadness and depression. And you're just like, Prince, like, come on, my guy. Really? It can't be that bad. But going back to what I was saying about, you know, his upbringing and his family, you know, by the time he, like I said, once he got into this time of his life, you know, he, you know, had pretty much isolated himself from his own band because he had got so, you know, quote unquote, so famous that he didn't even, you know, spend as much time with his band. And, you know, people in the revolution have even talked about this in interviews, Bobby Z. And um, Wendy uh, Melvion also talked, you know, they've talked about how, you know, before there was a time like before Purple Rain where he was, you know, more, you know, would take time out to spend time with the band outside of rehearsals. And when you, you know, have camaraderie with them and, you know, they were just like friends. But after Purple Rain and the juggernaut that was Purple Rain, the album, you know, the song and the, and the movie, like he was just on a different level. He was now a superstar. So that caused him to, you know, have more bodyguards and just kind of isolate himself to the point where he had his own, you know, um, he had his own, uh, traveling van, I guess you say, or bus or whatever. 
And so the only people that rode with him on his bus was like whoever girl, Vanity, Jill Jones, whoever, you know, girl he was, you know, talking with, sleeping with at the time and a bodyguard or two. And, you know, he would talk to the band, you know, on occasion, but, you know, it was just a, a stark contrast from before. And maybe in my mind, I kind of feel like maybe Prince was thinking about this when he wrote this song. The fact that, you know, everything is just so different now compared to what it used to be back in like 78, 79, 80, you know, when he had, you know, more of a, uh, a familiarity with the band, a more of a friendship, kinship with the band. Now he's just the superstar that has a band. It's Prince and the revolution. You know, it's not just, you know, the revolution or just Prince. It's, you know, it's Prince and then the revolution as his backing band. You know, so it, you know, it just got, you know, kind of, kind of different. And I think, you know, he kind of wrote this because of that. And so let me go ahead and look at the article that I uh, mentioned earlier that BET.com did. And it's a really, like I said, really great article. So check it out. It's on the, uh, the Facebook page. So it's titled how a holiday classic from Prince expresses how black men process loneliness. And it's like I said, it was dated December 21st, 2023. So I'm just going to quote just like a couple of paragraphs so you can kind of get where I'm coming from and why I kind of chose this article when I was looking at this particular song. So uh, I'm picking up kind of like in the middle of the article where it says the task of managing our mood during the holidays can be difficult if we have to do so in isolation. And for a particular subset of the human population, men, and more specifically, black men, having to do this exact thing is a bit more common than you think. And so, yeah, thinking of black men, you know, sometimes it, you, they do seem to have to isolate themselves at, you know, times, especially during the holidays. Even if they're married or single, I don't think that really even matters because, you know, men, but black men in particular, have it really hard expressing their emotions and their feelings. And so when Prince in this song says that, you know, after his lover has died, that he drinks banana daiquiris until I'm blind, you know, I, it is as, as sad as that is, I have to think also that it's kind of funny because Prince is a bucko five, uh, soaking wet. And so I can imagine him maybe just drinking one banana daiquiri and just being done. Like he's sleep, <laughs> you know? So I just think it's funny that, you know, he just said something about, you know, drinking banana daiquiri so I'm blind, thinking about his lover. Um, but anyway, so let me go back to the article. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's a bit more common, the, the whole isolation thing with uh, black men. Uh, from a young age, boys are taught to be strong, independent, stoic, leaving a little room for the open expression of emotions. This can lead to a profound sense of isolation as men internalize their struggles, fearing judgment or rejection if they were to share their true feelings. In other words, they suffer in silence and can only find expression in reflection. The sentiment was not lost on Prince when he sang, baby, you promised me you never leave. Then you died on the 25th day of December. So in other words, you know, he's holding in all of these emotions and finally he reflects on them only after, you know, she has passed away or after, you know, if she didn't pass away, if, you know, or after she's left, for example, 
Another song that I'm going to do like a deep dive into is The Beautiful Ones. And a lot has been said about that particular song, about who that song was really about. Some people think that he was talking about Susanna Melvion. Other people think he was talking about Vanity. But I think for sure he was talking about Vanity. Now, I'm not 100% positive, but I'm almost, that's why I say I'm almost sure. And the reason why I say that is because around the time that he was recording The Beautiful Ones, and this is something that even Prince said in an interview in Ebony uh, back in 2015, uh, that if you think about it, now this was around the time that, you know, he was getting ready to uh, start shooting Purple Rain, the movie, and Vanity left the group. And I mean, this is him. This is Prince quote, quoting Prince. And so if you think about it, it's quite, now he didn't say this part. He just said Vanity left the group around the time that, you know, he was recording this song. And so when you think about it, it's kind of, it's kind of obvious that the song is about Vanity. But, um, but with this song, like I said, even though it's a fictional song, it's, it puts you in the mind of like, you know, hmm, maybe, you know, this person didn't die, but maybe to Prince they died, you know, like not, not so much a physical death, but like a spiritual death. You know, like a death as far as like, they're so far away from me that I can't reach them, you know, because a lot of fictional stories have elements of reality or truth in them. So I can't imagine who this song might be about. Um, But whoever it is, it, it seemed like it would be about someone that he knew back maybe in his childhood, because he's talking about, you know, them hanging out and, you know, playing games and going swimming and things like that. And so the superstar wouldn't have time to do any of that. So I'm kind of thinking he's maybe thinking about someone from back in the day, you know, that he hung out with because, you know, he did have, you know, little girlfriends or whatnot back, you know, before he became famous. So he may have took some of some, maybe some things that he did with this particular girl and put them in this story. And maybe he just misses that. It's almost like, I want to say like a loss of innocence almost. Because, you know, before Prince became super famous and a superstar, you know, he was still doing his music and, you know, doing his thing. But then when Purple Rain came and he blew up, I think he kind of lost a bit of who Prince used to be, you know, and not, or should I say Skipper even, you know, his childhood nickname. I think that that person, that Prince died off. And so I think Another Lonely Christmas and not just talking about, you know, this make-believe lover, but I think, you know, he might even be talking about himself and, you know, losing a part of himself that he missed. And that's when the loneliness and the regret and all that kind of sets in because now Purple Rain, he's at the top, you know, and later on he reflects in another song, uh, My Name is Prince, said, you know, I've been to the top and it's just a dream, you know, so he wasn't impressed with, um, what he found at the top. And I think that's the reason why he uh, did what he did after Purple Rain. And he put out the complete antithesis of Purple Rain in Around the World in a Day. Uh, Around the World in a Day was the album that kind of tested our loyalty as Prince fans because Purple Rain was, for what it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful album. But it was also, you know, looking back in hindsight, it was very commercial in a way because he knew that he had to make something that would be, uh, would broaden, you know, have a mass appeal to it. 
because he wanted to, you know, he wanted to um, be kind of like Michael Jackson in the way and try to, you know, uh, get a larger audience. And so he knew he had to make something a little bit more mainstream that would catch more people's attention. And that's basically what Purple Rain did. It made him a superstar. But on further reflection of that, in Another Lonely Christmas, he's seeing that it's lonely at the top and that it's not what he thought it was, you know? And a lot of people assume that, you know, fame is not what a lot of people think. Like us poor folk, we have our feelings on fame are, you know, we're on the outside looking in. But for a lot of these celebrities, um, fame is, is, is not what it is. Like it's not like... I would choose the money over being famous any day. Like, just give me the money. I mean, because the fame, the fame, and I'm sorry if y'all don't like me cussing, but you, you know how I am. But I'm just, I'm just keep it real. That's what I do on my podcast. I think fame is a motherfucker. Like, I really do. I think that fame, um, it kills people both physically and spiritually, emotionally, you know, mentally, all of it. Fame is a detriment, I think, to a lot of celebrities because once you become famous, you lose yourself. And then not only do you lose yourself, then you have to look at everyone around you and decide who you can really trust. And I think living like that is horrible. Like, I mean, it's just, that's on a daily basis. You have people in your ear, you know, trying to get your money or trying to get your attention so they can figure out a way to get your money. You know, it's just, It's just not, you know, what a lot of us on the outside looking in, like we see the beautiful houses and the, in the cars and, you know, and all that. And and that comes with it, but I would rather just have that and not the fame, (laughs) you know, I would rather just be rich and not be famous, you know? And I think a lot of celebrities, if they had the choice, they probably would. But at the same time, a lot of celebrities thrive off of the attention because you know, they like to be in the news constantly, like uh, Kim Kardashian. I think even when there's bad news, it's still news. So she tries, I think, she's one of the celebrities, I think, that tries to stay relevant in any way that she can. And that's unfortunate because, I mean, you should just be yourself, I think. And maybe being yourself won't get you money. Okay, so you just got to be, because I really don't want to believe that Kim is the way she is, but I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she is, but I know for Prince though, um, he did not care for the fame. He did not care for the attention because his personality was as of such as listen to the music. Okay. Don't worry about me. Listen to the music that that's who I am. That expresses all you need to know about me is in my music. And another lonely Christmas, I think is representative of his personality and the fact that he knew that, you know, he was a lonely guy. Uh, uh, Pepe Wille in one of his interviews said that in his mind, Prince was the loneliest guy he had ever met. You know, he was a lonely guy. And even back then when Pepe Wille, because when Pepe Wille was dealing with Prince, it was before he was famous. You know, he was still in uh, Grand Central when Pepe Wille knew him. So that goes to show you even back then before you know, he, he got his contract with Warner Brothers even. He was still kind of uh, aloof, kind of, you know, was still kind of isolate himself from the group. Like he liked to do things by himself. You know, he liked it to, you know, just be alone. Because like, for for example, when he moved in with uh, Andre uh, Simone's family, Andre Anderson and his family, 
Like he couldn't even stay in the same room with Andre, who was his best friend, you know, for a few months. He ended up being in the, um, their, their basement because he just wanted his own space. And, and not to say that a lot of people don't do that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I kind of do let, do that now. You know, sometimes I like to be alone and isolate myself from everything. Matter of fact, the room that I'm in right now, our third bedroom is where I sometimes come to try to isolate myself and just have some me time, you know, and I think everybody needs that. But when you become a celebrity, it becomes harder and harder to really, you know, have that me time and figure out who you are and what your, what your morals are, which, what are some of the things you stand for, you know, all that. So I say all that to say that Another Lonely Christmas is one of those songs that it's one of probably one of my favorite. It is one of my favorite B-sides. I did do a episode about my favorite B-sides. So go uh, look that up. Um, but it's uh, a song. It's probably one of the first Christmas songs that I tend to listen to throughout the Christmas season. And it's one that, you know, I constantly have on repeat. It's on, on, on my Christmas um, playlist that I have. And uh, I'm going to put it up again on the uh, Facebook page because there is an extended version that has like an additional uh, verse and talking about, you know, you know, this, uh, her, his lover being so horny and wanting to keep the lights on, you know, when they have sex, of course, you know, he has to make it spicy. I mean, he wouldn't be Prince <laughs> if he didn't have some of that, some of those elements in the, in the, in the song. Uh, but what are your thoughts on another lonely Christmas? Let me know down in the comments on Spotify or on the Facebook page. And once again, you guys, I hope you had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And on the next episode, I'm going to be counting down my personal favorite top 10 episodes of 2023 because 2023 is going to be gone here in just a few days. So I'm probably going to put that out on the 30th. So I think that'll be, what is that, Saturday? So yeah, look for that episode on Saturday, December 30th, my favorite top 10 episodes of this year. And uh, also be on the lookout. I've got some more top 10 episodes coming up as well. So got some more stuff coming. Um, I got some more news coming about the YouTube channel. And I am still going to go live to talk about um, the, uh, diamonds and pearls, uh, super deluxe edition. I got some equipment in my Prince room and I, I got this, uh, my husband bought me this light, this, uh, big, uh, round, you know, one of those ring lights. Uh, so I'm going to try that out. I'm going to, I'm going to go live on the Facebook page or I might even go, I might even do Instagram because I hadn't went live on Instagram yet. So it, it'll either be Facebook or Instagram. I'll let you guys know. And I'll just talk about, you know, some of my opinions on some of the songs, uh, the the uh, previously unreleased songs on the deluxe edition and just my feelings overall on the whole project. So be out on the lookout for that. So I'm going to end it right there, you guys. Love you guys. As always, thank you for listening. Peace and be wild. And may you live to see the dawn. Bye. <laughs>